Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Films Hack is brought to you by Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash and enter the promo code FILMSAC. Okay. We've had some problems at the facility. What we're attempting to achieve here has never been done. We're this close to the reactivation of a human brain cell. Doctor, the 200 million I've sunk in this company is due in great part to your research. But when the market opens Monday, despite my reputation, I don't like heights, especially falling from them. I'm sorry, honestly. Are you ready? I've, I've been ready. Okay. This is Film Sack. Oh, sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, episode 348, Mining the Very Depths of Film Entertainment for All Mankind. I'm Scott Johnson, and I'm joined today by Brian, trying to be all Jurassic Park up in here, Dunaway. Uh-uh-uh. Oh, hi. <laughs> An actors-looking white guy named Jim in a minority-majority horror thriller film. What could possibly go wrong? Ah, my arm! Uh-oh. Speaking of white guys... Have you seen my Uncle Bob? He got me this job. He is this fancy-looking white fellow who keeps Benjamin's seat warm back in the city. You met Benjamin, right? He's our investor who can't shut up about avalanches. Anyway, my Uncle Bob just sits there keeping Benjamin's seat ass warm, looking around <laughs> whatever conversation is going on. But he's really just there because Benjamin can't get his own ass warm anymore. Not since the avalanche. Oh, God, don't get him started. Well, thanks for listening. Now, excuse me. I have to go be a shark-propelled projectile strapped to a gurney. Things don't end well for me. It could be worse, I suppose. <laughs> I love that he got, he got used as a little missile into that glass. It was yeah. awesome. All of these Marvel connections. Uh, also with us, Randy, whale brain fluid is gross. Mm-hmm. Jordan. 
Uh, aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. It's a shark. I said whale. <laughs> I meant shark. Go ahead. All right. I got your final receipt here for the construction of this weird ocean dungeon facility. I just need your signature. Can I offer you boys some advice? Look, there ain't no reason for this facility to be so far out in the ocean. It's dangerous. I don't know what you're doing here that you think you want to go unseat, but in case you ain't noticed, you're in Mexico. <laughs> Y'all can do whatever the hell you want down here. I've seen some of these Mexican facilities where they're doing unspeakable things with giraffes or hobbits or something, and I don't know what. They're right down the street from nice hotels. You don't need all this. By the way, do y'all need a cook? I know a cook looking for work whose hat is like a shark's fin. Damn this thing. <laughs> Mama said His hat is out. like a shark fin. It really was, yeah. And by the <laughs> way, I don't I don't know what I have no idea what accent that was. I'm trying to still work it out. Yeah, it was a little mysterious. Uh, and finally with us, Brian, he always makes sure to read the Playboy that floats by before he dies by shark. I do. Sorry. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Uh, all right, I want to sing a little ditty for you here. Let me, let me my guitar here and tuned up. All right, here we uh, okay. Here we go. You say you like movies with smart sharks, or as I like to call them, smarks. <laughs> and you said you can't think of one. And I said, what about? Deep blue something you said I think I remember the film And as I recall I think We both kind of hated it And I said yeah But remember when Sam Jackson died <laughs> Oh that was great Holy crap Now I understand why your audio is jacked Now I get it I just went right out of the gate Like when we found out we could do this movie yeah. Everyone, like you hear, oh, Film Sack's going to watch Deep Blue Sea that's streaming on Netflix. Everyone has the same memory of having seen the film. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. No, it's, a, it's an it's incredible amazing. moment. It's, it's, like it's, when you, yeah. it's like when you bring up Reservoir Dogs. What's the one scene you always yeah. think of? You yeah, think you of think, of, I think of ear getting cut off. Yeah. Yeah, no, every time. Every A lot of movies have these moments, right? Like a, a defining moment. But this almost, it's it's bigger than the movie it's in. Like it's mm -hmm. it's a yeah. it's it's such a well known moment. Last night, Nick and I were around the dinner table, and I said, "Oh, I gotta watch Film Sack tonight." And he goes, "Oh, what are you seeing? Deep Blue Sea? Never heard of it." And I said, <laughs> "I said sharks underwater stuff like that." And he goes, "Wait, is this the one where Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten in a shocking yeah. way?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, yeah. "Oh yeah, I've seen that on YouTube. Like everybody knows yeah. about that scene, yeah. even if you've not seen the the, the movie." Yeah. Uh, so I hope for the people who have been putting off seeing. That was not. I didn't mean to do that. Sorry, I wasn't trying to play. I hope you for out. the people who've been putting off seeing the movie. Yeah. that they haven't gotten this far into the episode of Film Sack. No, because right. it, it's. I'm sorry. The best it's, thing in the film is ruined. It is yeah. the best thing in the film, and it is. It is so out of like you absolutely don't expect it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, because uh, we're well. This this movie is all about leading you by the nose through tropes that you think you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then they flip them on you, mm -hmm. and uh, he's well, right in the one. middle. <laughs> right. So he was right in the middle of doing his bring together speech right, that we exactly. hear in every one of these movies. Yeah. And uh, if boom. we all don't stand together, we're going to fall apart. Yep. Jump, jump, jump. Yep. No, it's an inc it's an incredible moment. It really is, and it kind of holds up as a shocker. 
I saw, I've never seen the movie in the in its entirety, but I have seen that scene before. So I, I was one of those people that had seen it before he'd, he'd seen the movie. This was my first viewing of the full film. But there are a few other examples of this in there, like uh, the girl. I was a hundred percent sure it'd be her. It'd be the trope of her and uh, Tom Jane surviving. Right, Saffron. You thought so- they were going to have that. Survive sure. love interest, but it ended up being LO Cool J. Yeah. And uh, Carter instead. Because ladies yeah, uh, love Cool J. That's right. Punisher, <laughs> Punisher and LL Cool J end up together at the end. That's great. Yeah. Yes. True love story. Yeah. So, but but they you're you're right because uh Stellan Skarsgard has a shocking uh attack mm-hmm. earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually puts you off your guard. You you let your guard down, right? Because mm-hmm. you're not expecting this anymore. Yeah, like you right. you you know. Well, you're the minute them. the minute he started walking around that side of the shark, though, I went, "Uh oh, Stellan Skarsgård's about to get his his something cut off." I didn't know what or how right. soon, but it, you could tell they were setting that up. What I didn't see coming is how he would be used as a battering ram to break into the sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What a, what a great the build shark up is, to. The yeah. shark is just fine. Like banging on metal doors with its head yeah, right yeah. but oh no no the glass no I, I think i need a i think i need a weapon <laughs> that to me is the most to me i i remember the samuel jackson thing but i think i remember that scene just as well because they set it up so well samuel jackson's like going what, what do you people tell me what that is and, and we all are we're kind of getting closer to the screen going what is that? Is that thing? I can't yeah. even imagine what that could possibly be right now. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. That part was great, and we get to see him a third time. There are four, by the way, Marvel people in this thing. You got it him. Uh, it was Doctor. What's his name? In Avengers. What was his name in the Avengers Dr. movie? Selvig. Selvig. That's it. Yeah. And uh, then you got Nick Fury. Like in like in four. Like I think in three or four of the Avengers movies, isn't he? He's in Thor. He's in Avengers. He's in. Yeah. One of the Iron Man movies, maybe? I think, I think you're right. He also, uh, yeah. I, 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 I hate to report this because I really hated the movie, but I saw that, um, uh, the, the Nymphomaniac Part 2 or whatever the hell that was oh, called. Oh, oh. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was on Why the plane. Watch- on the plane from was, Mexico. No, it was on no. TV. I'm sorry, no. You did not watch a Lars von Trier movie on a plane. Here, no. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what I saw. <laughs> Hold on. This is a good story. So I, I'm like, well, let's see what this is. Cranked it up. And it's, for whatever reason, way at the end of the second Mm. part. I guess there's two parts. So I haven't Mm -hmm. seen, I don't even know what part one is. But part two, it's at the end, and it shows him, there's this scene where he's talking to this lady, and they're chatting by in a room or something, and then he leaves. And this this actor, uh, still in Skarsgård. And then he comes back in with his doodle out. Yep. His wiener out. What did you expect? Yeah, it's a movie from called Nymphomaniac. Well, I, I figured I, I didn't well know. called Dicks Two. It I looked mean, like an <laughs> art film, like some kind of arty farty thing. And at the time, I didn't yeah. I didn't know it was Lars von Trier. I can't well, stand sure. his movies. Uh, uh, porno is lady parts. Uh, art film is lady parts and doodle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so he comes. So he comes in there with his doodle, and then she kills him or something, or shoots him. That's my entire. What's you going to do with that doodle? That's my whole experience with that movie. I don't know what else happened in it. I just know that he died that way. So I have all these mixed images a of that shark, guy. A shark head. comes out and goes, oh. <laughs> so, all right. So when I get uh, I get Sam Jackson, we got Nick Fury, we get uh, Dr. Selvig, Stellan Skarsgård, and we get yeah. uh, the Punisher, Tom Jane. Who's the fourth one? I'm completely, oh, you're talking about uh, 
Saffron Burroughs as um, Victoria Hand from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Correct. So there okay. you, there's all your Marvels across the board there. I just think that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's actually kind of possible to almost do this with anyone now because there's so many yeah. Marvel things that yeah. you could just say, yeah, that's oh. The thing. If you told me Michael Rappaport was in a Marvel movie, I'd be like, all right, sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, everybody yeah. is. Probably. Ada Torturo is Squirrel Girl. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'd watch the hell out of that. That sounds great. <laughs> Soprano woman. Uh, so uh, this... Christos? Christos is in this movie? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if yeah. you remember him. We saw him in From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah, I and, remember uh, that. And something else. Some other uh, deal. Anyway. Is this our first uh, LL Cool J joint? Or did we see Halloween 2.0 or 20 year anniversary? No, we have not, but uh, nice. I think you might be right. I, know I think it's our first. I, I kind of generally want to watch Any Given Sunday with you guys, but I don't know. Yeah. Like, LL Cool J like doesn't. He SWAT doesn't. SWAT is almost a requirement. SWAT's not too. not a bad one. Mm. I think we could watch that. Oh, I forgot about SWAT. Oh, I, Rollerball. Oh, well, it was the 2002 Rollerball. Yeah, right. we didn't we see saw that Rollerball. We saw the yeah. old one. I I I I'm gonna just go on the record and say I like LL Cool J in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think he's yeah. he's a fun piece of this. He's also one of the the better performances. I'm not gonna say he's a better actor than some of these people. I'm just saying their performances were kind of garbage shit in a lot of places. The mm-hmm. movie got. It's, the movie got better acting as it went along. Like it was yes. never great, but it started really, really B level B movie. Stilted, yeah, and and terrible yeah. stilted lines. That's a great word for it. And then later in the movie, it kind of evened out, and I was okay with it. But he was pretty consistent, like the whole time, as goofy as yeah. he was, and as much as he was there for, you know, comedy relief wow. and whatever. He 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 kind of was my favorite role, mm-hmm. right? Preacher's yeah. yeah, Preacher's character was the only likable and relatable character for most of us. Kind of, they couldn't yeah. even make the parrot likable. Mm-hmm. Come on, <laughs> it's a Is bird. He, bird, they called him Bird. Yeah, yeah. Bird. Love it. yeah. <laughs> that's always the easy way though. If you got a bird, just name but, him Bird. Yeah, I couldn't bird. figure out why why where he was finding was he hearing all the bad language because of. Gangster yes. rap of some yes. sort is that what yes. they were trying yeah. to imply? Yeah, it wasn't so. quite were... clear, but it was there. Yeah, yeah. Movie was a little light on language. I actually thought there'd be a lot more f bombs than there were. There only, I, a, a yeah, and I thought it'd be a lot more sexuality too, because usually these are uh, teenage, you know, morality tales where it's like, oh, don't have sex because sharks will eat you, which is how the film opened. Right. Uh, but there was yeah. not a there wasn't a lot of sex so, involved except for our doctor getting naked yeah, so halfway through the jaws. The jaws references are all front loaded in this movie. Right. Right. Yeah. right so right. it's, it starts with an homage to jaws in the teenagers having sex thing yeah. and they get oh, attacked yeah. by a shark. Yeah. And so many and, tropes with that too, by the way, like the whole, <laughs> did you hear something? Yeah. It yeah. was my penis. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and I loved I loved Bad Boyfriend Ugh. because you had to kind of watch because that, that whole scene is very quick. But Bad Boyfriend, who's the uh, attractive <laughs> of the two, yeah. he uh, he when the shark hits, he 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 headbutts his girlfriend into right, the backwards. water, like headbutts her with the back of yeah. his head. Yeah. And, then, and then when they're trying to get back on the boat, she's she gets to the boat first, and he's like all climbing on her. Yeah, no, and he's the worst. He yeah. was that guy that you normally hate in movies, but he was so there there so briefly we forgot about him, but. Yeah, and there was another one where they were trying to flip the script. That was like, "Oh, you thought you were going to eat these people, but no." Uh, here yeah. comes Tom Jane with his, this, you know, Punisher is here to save us. Yeah. And, and then the other, the other quick reference to Jaws on the top was uh, with the license plate in yes. the shark's mouth. Yeah, and there yeah, were there were a couple of others as well. I, you know, I'm going to let Fletcher have his say, and then I'm going to tell you the three or four other references to Jaws, which I don't know why you'd do this, except 
maybe he loved Jaws. This is a hard have to. Uh, I mean, it'd be hard to at that point. It was hard not to compare a shark movie to Jaws. That's in probably, probably true. All right, Scott Fletcher, explain this film in detail, please. Deep Blue Sea. Doctors in an underwater laboratory discover a chemical in the brains of sharks capable of reviving human brain cells. Using gene therapy, the doctors create sharks with larger brain masses as a way to speed up the production of the life-saving antidote. The result is a breed of mako that is bigger, stronger, faster, and smarter, and more fierce than anything man has seen before. The sharks gain the ability to reason and turn on their masters, resulting in an all-or-nothing fight to the finish between man and the ultimate predator okay so i'm glad i i'm glad i didn't watch that movie because uh, <laughs> me too it's yeah. terrifying so uh the other thing is the shark kills are all consistent with other jaws shark kills so yes. Yes. exploding electrocution uh mm. what were the other ones um gas. gas oh yes he said exploding yeah yeah and even even the uh even even the scene where uh we have dr projectile flying into the window of that <laughs> under underwater base it reminds me of jaws 3d yeah did they do that in jaws 3d happen. they did yeah jaws actually bust through that's uh, right yeah for the 3d the, effect yes, yeah for the 3d course. effect yeah i remember that one because because uh, uh lou gossett jr was in that room when that happened i remember that right. for some reason um, anyway, so there's that. I mean, it was obvious it was it was like, hey, what if we did Jaws, but then took it to a new level? They're super smart. Sure. You know, revive the whole killer shark trope deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did it, you know, 1999 when CGI was kind of looking better, but really not. It's all right. Mm, it's all right. It was, a lot of great animatronics in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, when I, they, yeah. I was happy yeah. with them. Yeah. That yeah, stuff looked the, good. The animatronics were good. The other CGI special effects, the underwater chomping people in half and their little legs still kicking and stuff like that. Really, really <laughs> janky for for late 90s, early 2000s. You didn't, you didn't like the Michael Rappaport leg kick, twitch? little kick at the end? Yeah, no. Kick, yeah. You didn't like that? No. 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 Yeah. Nor the saffron, nor the saffron biting in half underwater and then, oh, let me get the, let me get the bottom half. And, yeah. You know. It was, I by mean, the way, I had no love loss for uh, saffron's Dr. Susan character at that point because she already set up at the very beginning that uh her dad has alzheimer's and every time he would realize his wife was missing she would tell him that she was dead yeah mm. not i'm nice. like what a jerk just yeah. make something make yeah. up something make don't forget again she's gone away she's not here and right now or whatever yeah like yeah. I, I she was set up to be a villain she got her villain's end and all that mm-hmm. the trivia does say that she was originally supposed to be the hero that survived all of this but they felt like she was more of a uh, who's uh, you know what she's like she's like paul riser in aliens yeah well a little something like you know uh, almost like that except paul riser dies he doesn't die saving anybody and she does right. you know at least try and redeem herself at the end by dying to save everybody so, else yeah that's so true tri- trivia uh mm-hmm. it it was reported um pretty clearly that she was originally filmed surviving at the end and test audiences didn't like it. <laughs> they were like, they, like, in case you didn't notice, she's a really bad person. Oh, right. It's almost right. It's almost like I've heard that before. I can't yeah, remember right. where I've heard that. Yeah. To I me, she seemed more like, uh, she seemed more like Hammond from, uh, from Jurassic park. And Only you know, worse. Yeah. yeah worse. Because she can't, she can't see, the what's going on around her because she's looking at the big picture yeah and it's like you need to kill him which is our trope so. of the film in my opinion which is man 
become so tunnel vision about what great thing they're going to do. Oh they have God. taken it too far, and, and nature has shown them that they can't do it. Blah, like that you whole thing. Can't, right. You can't mess with nature mm -hmm. or smarks. Yep, or smarks. <laughs> smarks. <laughs> nature will find oh. a way. And they did. Uh, yeah. There's some other cool stuff in this thing. You mentioned the license plate, which is kind of rad. The same one that was in the tar tiger shark and Jaws. Uh, for one scene, Thomas Jane had to swim alongside a real live shark. Now, here's the part I like about this. He was only allowed to shoot that scene, however, once he completed all his other scenes. So <laughs> <laughs> what that tells me is they're like, hmm. He may get eaten, so right. don't film it till we're done, just to be safe. The worst thing we could possibly do is not be able to release this film because <laughs> we don't right. have all the Thomas Jane. But imagine not, how not the loss of life or anything. Right, but, right. I love that would it. that would kick that would kick attendance way up though if, if Thomas Jane had gotten eaten by a shark yeah. in real life. Yeah. For this yeah. film, oh man. There's just something about there's it just says something about the film business that I that I yeah. think is yeah. funny and also it's is a bunch sad. of sharks. I guess so. Uh, the, uh, that orange-colored mini-sub that was in the wet entry area yeah. was the exact same sub seen at the end of Sphere, which also starred Samuel oh. L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they reused a ton of stuff. I'm sure you're about to say this was filmed in the same spot as Titanic. Yeah, like, that's true, they too. They reused so much stuff, and I don't remember really picking up on it while watching the film. I felt like it was all nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, yeah, I didn't feel could like you, any of this stuff. It, did, it didn't feel like sloppy seconds or anything. It felt like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, it was a decent production. I have to admit, I don't really Rennie Harlan, the director. I can't stand his movies. Like, I don't know if you guys have totally. seen Cutthroat Island, but I, it makes me want to die. It's a horrible, horrible <laughs> yeah. movie. That one I've seen. Yeah. Um, makes you want to die. Well, not right. die. I want to live, but uh, it makes me want to maybe have a bad afternoon. That's what I mean. Because so, we're, we're supposed <laughs> to watch all of his movies. We're supposed to watch right, Die yeah. Hard 2. We're supposed to watch Cliffhanger. Like. The, he's yeah. our wheelhouse for this show. Yeah. It totally, yeah, exactly. He his stuff, his stuff was made for film sacking, and he was uh, he was Mr. Gina Davis for a while too. Yeah, around the time sacking. of uh, uh, Cutthroat Island, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right? she was in it, and he mm -hmm. they also did that kiss. Was it Long Kiss Goodnight? The one. Oh, Long Kiss Goodnight with another Sam Jackson. Yeah, and he directed that, which is why Sam Jackson was involved in this because he really liked working with him and came back for it. So, uh, did you guys see Cliffhanger? Yes. Uh, is this oh. the wait St Stallone deal, Sylvester right? Sylvester Stallone yeah. on the side yeah. of the mountain. Never saw. And it. He's a rock was, climber. Never saw. And it. there was so much. There was so much to do with that as well because I mean, it, it, it. He really jumped back into that movie a lot, and there's at least one scene where he's trying to hold on to uh, uh, Carter's trying to hold on to the to the to the lady scientist, mm -hmm. and uh, they're in that in that tube, mm -hmm. and she yeah. and she and he give me your hand, give me your hand, and he keeps trying to save her, and he just can't quite do it. That's one of his, uh, this director's, uh, I guess, string, string pullers, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She oh, had, she that's had, exactly uh, what happened at the beginning of Cliffhanger. She had a really bad case of uh, shark crotch, that lady. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Here, rough. Let me lift you up so yeah. you can reach her. Oh, oh now you don't want to. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, it's a smart. Did you notice, did you notice that everybody got killed from the bottom up? <laughs> Nobody got their head bit off. Yeah, no. Like, oh, yeah. because. We wanted to, apparently to see what they were the expression that a person makes. Yeah, they could, like, <laughs> I mean, I like uh, no, that's why I eat animal crackers from the feet first. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do the same thing with. Uh, well, I dismember my gummy bears and then I take the oh, head. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I dismember it so so it can't do anything, and then I eat. Like, then I sadistically. You eat the, so you eat the uh, the arms and legs. The uh, yeah, I leave <laughs> him. Yeah, I leave the I leave the little cinnamon bear destitute, and then I bite his head off, and then that's the end of it. 
It's kind of sick and gross nice. that I do that. Anyway, so uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, they're making a sequel to this in 2018. Oh, I, yes. they already, I thought they made a sequel to it, have they not? Uh, okay. Well, it says it's here so Sci-Fi Channel's making it, and it comes out in 2018 is all this says. The, so deep, I, the deeper blue RC. Yeah. It's the film sack reverse curse, guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's happening. We're back. Help, help. It's happening. Uh, so that's in 2018. We don't know when, but maybe that'll be okay. Probably not. Probably be bad and should mm-hmm. be avoided at all costs. Here's my chick in the bucket. If anyone disagrees with me, and I'm bringing it up now because it was very early in the film, an yeah. uncredited Ronnie Cox doesn't have any yes. lines at all. He's just sitting there looking at things. He doesn't say he a word. He works Seat for warmer. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, no, I know. But he, he it, to me, even though it wasn't a character chick in the bucket so much, you don't have Ronnie Cox in your movie, have him don't say a word and then never show him again. Like that's right. that's freaking weird. Where where was he? Where was he? Oh, we don't, he he was the seat warmer. Okay, so you probably didn't even notice because it is literally it. You almost don't notice the first time you watch through. But when uh when when the when the doctor scientist goes and meets with Samuel Jackson oh, at his right. office, he's the one Lonnie sitting Cox. there. Yeah, yes. he's the seat right, warmer. Right. He's he, the, yes, totally. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't say a word, does he? Freaking Ronnie Cox. He should be uh, making Detroit safer with Robocops and stuff. <laughs> that scene that scene was to establish a flip in tropes or roles right. in this yeah. movie. Because if, if you notice, this movie is not about rich white guys. There are no rich white guys in this movie other than to sit there and to shut up mm-hmm. yep. and do exactly as Samuel Jackson does. Yeah. So, yeah. Our hero, our hero white guy, we find out is an ex-con. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, which, which is good because what they did is they flipped these tropes so right away you're not sure what's going to happen because, you know, lots of times, especially in the late 90s, you would assume if it's a horror film, just like LL Cool J said, the black guy always gets it first. Mm-hmm. Not so in this movie. We don't know who's going to get it first. They mixed it up early on, and uh, I, I liked it. I, I applaud the movie for for uh, changing uh, yeah, all that. Yeah, I do it. like yeah. them messing yeah. with us like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of yeah. made it a little bit more fun. It otherwise would have been. I mean, think how boring this movie would be if you didn't do all those things. Right. right. It'd be it'd just be trope after trope after trope. Yeah, and Instead not the good trope kinds. after. Oh, flip the script. Oh, back to tropes. Another yep, trope, yep, and yep. then oh, then we change that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the body count in this movie was nine, four by shark attack. Uh, was it? It was mostly the skeleton crew. Yeah, some, ah, some of the ah. crew. I get you. That's pretty good. Four by explosion, one by drowning, and ten if you include the bird. <laughs> I don't. I, I absolutely include the bird. I include the bird. Yeah, I was so sad when the bird died. Really? Anyone else? Uh, sad? I don't or know. That bird really. annoyed me. First of all, it wasn't bird, it yeah, wasn't that, a real bird, bird voice, was, and if you don't use a real bird voice, I always hate that in a movie. I want. Well, real did bird. you see who did the bird voice? No, Frank Welker. Oh my really? gosh, dude! <laughs> did, did those do those size do those size parrots? Do those size birds speak? Sure. I mean, I always thought they were the bigger birds. No, I little ones can do it. Ones. They can do little ones, sure. Yeah, I, it's just that they, right. if they're going to use Frank Welker, though, you you know, sign me off because that's dumb. I mean, I like Frank Welker; he's great, but. Every time there's an animal voice that doesn't sound right, I go, I bet that's Frank Welker. <laughs> and there it, where, there it was. If it confirms, Frank Welker being and, the bird. And why? I would like to know why. Like, you could have gotten anybody standing around the set. Right. Would you speak into this exactly. microphone like a parrot? Yeah. Yeah. More, more whipped cream. More whipped cream. <laughs> booty. See, you both did it better than Frank Welker did. I need love. Not, not better, Not better necessarily, but just indistinguishably good. 
Mama said knock you out. Mama said knock you out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume he only says LL Cool J. Only says really. yeah. right, exactly. yeah. only lyrics from LL Cool J. Yeah, so. which we what? we, we got to talk about that rap at the end sometime. Noise was horrible. Uh, yeah, we'll so do good. it. Hey, Ibit, what, what song was it that, that LL Cool J hated? Do you, do you remember what it was when he was bartending, when he was Isaacing out there? Oh, no. oh, oh, oh! Yes, it was a remake of a of a Madonna song. Yeah, um, um, the Isla Bonita uh, song. Oh, yeah. yes, right, right, right. Yes, it was like a dancey pop version of that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yep, that was it. When he was Isaacing, <laughs> Isaacing. <laughs> I'm the chef, the bartender. If it's food or drink, yeah, I'm right. taking care of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So there you go. I. Hmm. <laughs> I like the deaths. So let's talk about the deaths for a second. And now okay. everyone's going to say, well, what's your favorite? Oh, well, Samuel L. Jackson. It's like, I don't even think we can count that because it's so amazing and so incredible. It's sure, in a classic sure. okay, tone. Right. Let's, let's say that that's our free space in the middle of the bingo card and we can't choose that. What is your, <laughs> what is your next favorite? Good call on that. Good call. I'm going to say, I'm not, since we don't count Sam's, I'm going to say it was the Michael Rappaport being smushed into the electrical panels over and over. Oh, right. Being used as like a, like a oh, washcloth to like rub yeah, down the electrical yeah. panel. Yeah, that was rough. And it, you know, yeah, and it was so CG, and his leg twitching was so fake looking, and everything about that was dumb but great. And and this movie did know how important it is to make the deaths ridiculous and grisly. Like you, that's what mm-hmm. you do. It's basically a horror movie, and you need to do that. Like the best uh, Friday the Thirteenth and stuff. That that's what they do the best. Is it's ooh, how good were the eliminations? And I think this movie kind of had that down like real well. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it to that. There were a few other pretty good ones. I mean, the Skarsgård one is hard to deny. There's some magic in that one. Yeah, um, but but I, 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 I something have, about him just know, going right into the electricity thing and just rubbing yeah. him out there was really rough. Anyway, I really wanted I really wanted the Punisher. I wanted Carter to die because that would have been the most awesome death scene. Even though it didn't happen, I was robbed that great explosion that was going to happen. By yeah. the way, yeah. did, that was a little bit too much. I think a little overkill. On the explosions there, the little uh, there with the oh end. what now the, what, remind me how I'm I'm trying to remember what was connected to the shark that blew him up. Oh, he was pinned. Uh, you know, L. O. Cool J shot a preacher shot uh, Punisher on the uh, to the dorsal fin of the shark with and, uh, it, it yeah the harpoon yeah. and it had like uh, flares. Uh, dynam- that be, it made dynamite. Yeah, it made right. dynamite put it, from put the it in flares. the harpoon. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was too big of an explosion. And then it had the whole thing attached to a car battery. Well, not attached. You had to touch the car battery to get the whole thing to blow up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, and it's, I wish I could have seen him blow up that way. That would have been much better to me. I would have been okay with Preacher by himself going, well, damn. <laughs> so anyway, my my favorite death was not like named, really well-named characters, which was the helicopter people, because uh, a shark a shark took down a helicopter, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A shark... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took down a helicopter. That's a really Saw good movie. Coming. Right. Those, Again, yes. I feel like I'm saying this many times. If you've not yet watched the movie, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm really not. You should have watched this movie. And that was and that was a four. Like he got four for like he got the two people oh, in yeah. the helicopter. Yeah. He got Janice Soprano in the tower, yeah. and then he got yeah. uh, right. uh, winch operator. Oh shit! That's who she is. She's Tony Soprano's sister. Oh. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was driving me crazy that entire time. Like, who is this woman? Who is this woman? And then she was killed so really I forgot about it. But that's what that's why I couldn't place her. I mean, I meant to look yeah. it up, but I never did. All right. I feel fine now. I feel better. 
so glad. I was driving me crazy. I'm like, what sitcom? What TV show? What drama? What do I know her from? And she's Tony. She's yeah. Actually, actually, I think Samuel L. Jackson's death ends up being the least satisfying in the movie because it's so shocking. Very fast. Very quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. Well, whatever. That thing's awesome. Like it's just mm-hmm. a. It's a moment. It, it, when you I, when I think of Samuel L. Jackson, there's two things I picture him. Three things. His weird goofy, Two, three, three his weird goofy face in Black Snake Moan or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that, that, the long sideburns thing. That, that is such an uncomfortable movie for me. Yeah, Go ahead. that one. And then the other thing I picture is him getting blown up or getting eaten by the shark, and then him saying, "Hang on to your butts." Like those are the yeah. th- those are the three things. Maybe when he's Julius, what's his name? So not not not. I hate this hacker crap with a cigarette. That's, ask you long. That's, that's, that's always I also mind. like that too. The thing but. is, the thing is, he's <laughs> prolific. Like he's he's really not one of these actors where you can nail him down to this one memory. Like when you die, you'll think, oh, I remember the one thing that per- uh, freaking uh, you know Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. You you have this singular memory of this actor doing this role, right? Mm-hmm. He's the opposite, man. He's in everything. Like yeah. I thought you were gonna say snakes on a plane mm. because or, snakes on a plane. Or Mr. Glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right. Oh, he's great. So many great that. roles. He's yeah. so that that uh, movie he's in now is not doing well critically. What's it called? Hold on. What? Hitman's Hit Bodyguard. Uh, no, that's right. not supposed yeah. to be critical. That's supposed to be a, a comedy. Well, it's still thirty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes. Not very good. Uh, and the audience rating is not great either. But the uh, uh, that looks funny. But again, playing a told di- a whole different dude, right? Like. It's it's he has you're right he is prolific and he and he does it in a way that he's immediately recognizable but not not um typecast ever he owns every every time he's on screen he owns it yeah let's face it it's great he's he real it. he's real good his role his wicked twisted role in um uh Django Unchained was oh yeah so really yeah. good so yeah. good so, oh my gosh so. I, I keep calling Thomas Jane Punisher. He's kind of the opposite of Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't I can't give you another Thomas Jane memory. Oh, I can. I can. Really? If I realize, we want to get into you, this, we can get into this. I realize this. you've recently watched The Expanse, but yes. I'm saying that's not going to last for you. I no. promise. I Listen, The Expanse, I love his role as Miller in The Expanse. I love those books, and I love that show. So, so you will not take that away from me. But I also think he's good in The Mist. I think he's good in uh, Hung on HBO. <laughs> I he's always got that look on his face. I mean, it just you'll never I forget that like look. Him. I like him. I think Thomas look. Jane is great. He's a handsome bastard in this movie. He, he is has a t- bedroom eyes. Yeah, yeah. he's a does. bad actor in this movie. He's not his best work by any stretch. But he always reminds me of Man. Mike. It's like Mike Rowe's handsome younger brother is what he reminds uh, me. Ah, I can see that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to say this movie both had some of the worst, cheesiest pun dialogue I've heard in a long time. But then every once in a while... They would come out with something really just flat out nice. Like there's a scene where she goes, she says, Oh, look at it. Beneath this glass surface, a world of gliding monsters. I mean, mm-hmm. it was such crap most of the time. Every once in a while, it would just rise above. That was actually a little bit. Yeah. And that was actually the moment where I was like, Wait a minute. Why is this thing so far out to sea? And I started, I started thinking about like here in Mexico. Why would you? Why, why are we way out to sea? Like this makes no sense. They could have. They're keeping the sharks in really small spaces that they could have built inland. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily on land, but touching land. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was in a movie, by the way. Um, 
Thomas Jane, in 2014 called uh, Butt Whistle. <laughs> Butt Whistle. <laughs> Please tell me he played the title role. <laughs> he, was in, he was a character named Grum, Grumich. Uh, Grum, let's see, Grumish. Grumish? Something like that. It's spelled funny. <sighs> Butt Whistle is the movie. I we you know. I'm is, not, you sure it's not Butte Whistle? I'm not. <laughs> <like>. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. No, there's no e. B u t t whistle. Yeah, okay. It's uh, it's got Trevor Morgan, Elizabeth Rice, Al Janon Tiplin, whoever the hell that is, and then he's <laughs> in it. He had a real rough. He's got a patch of time there where the not a lot of great things went on for him. Um, sure, but, I'll be in your film. Yeah. Butt whistle. I'll be in that. <laughs> from from the mist forward, if you don't count hung, there's not a lot. Um, and then being hung and butt whistle. But then The Expanse did real well. He's in two big anticipated movies, 1922, which comes out this year, and the Predator remake, which comes out next well, year. And so. he was also, you know, in, in addition to butt whistle, you have what could be <laughs> possibly the sequel, mm. uh, The World's Biggest A Hole. Oh, yeah, look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, direct follow up. It's in the same universe, at least. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> the Butterverse, yeah. I like him. You can't. I know that he's not. We're not gonna. We're not looking at the greatest thing ever here. But I'd like that guy. He, so he fit in yeah. well here. I mean, we needed, we needed a shark wrangler. We got a butt whistler. I mean, <laughs> we got a butt. I didn't whistler. realize he was in Magnolia. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right oh, around the same uh, time, right? 97, 90, uh, 90, yeah, 99. Yeah. 99, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, same year as DPC. Yeah, I was in Face Off. Had a small role in that. I remember. Boogie Nights. Yeah, he the, was. He was the, he was the butt. He was the other butt. Yeah, he does some, does some good butts. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you haven't seen him as Detective Miller on The Expanse, you're Asshole. you're missing out. He's really good right. on that, and he's super skinny. Lost a ton of weight for that role. Yeah, he's skinny and he's uh, understated, which is, you know, like he's actually. If you think about it, he's understated in everything, including Punisher, mm -hmm. which is weird. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, the, the mist also For very understated. Yeah. yeah. For a while in 92, he went by the name Tom Janes, which is funny because it seems like that's what people Jane. would accidentally call him. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, the Punisher dude, Tom Janes. Mm -hmm. There's like S's at the end of it. Yeah, maybe uh -huh. that's why. Maybe he was like, ah, screw I, it. I'm sick I'm of gonna, everyone. I'm just going to switch it up this time. I'm going to gonna be somebody else. That's a pretty good Tom oh, Jane was, voice you got. He was married to uh, Patricia Arquette, too. Oh. Oh. Wait, she's uh, which one? Which the Arquette? Medium. She's the medium. Ah, the medium. Yeah. Are they still, are they still oh. together? No, she turned. Uh, in, she turned into a large. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like what? that movie. Uh, uh, they uh, married in 2006, divorced in 2011, so five years, one child together. No. And uh, okay. Nick. By the way, I think she's super hot, and I love her. Oh, do you really? Okay. I like yeah. her. I don't you know, know if she's you know super who's, hot, but whatever. You know who's super hot in this movie? I've already mentioned him. Christos is in this movie. <laughs> I I just have to say again. Proving that you can have tattoos all over your face and be right. a successful something. Mm -hmm. um, now, who is he? Why are we supposed to know him? I, I've seen him in something else. I feel like I've, we even seen him on the well, show. Well, like I say, we saw him in From Dusk Till Dawn. Oh, I, that's I, what I, it is. Yep. I don't remember. Did we see Desperado or some? No, we saw El Mariachi. I don't remember. No, what we we've not seen either of those. We should, though. Okay. All right. Sure. We should see. A couple of good <laughs> I love, dude. My Des name is Earl. Desperado yeah. is a great movie. Desperado is. I. You, that's another one you can't take from me. I love that movie. Desperado yeah. is great. Yeah. So anyway, he gets. He's. He's always in like TV shows that need you know an inmate or an ex-con <laughs> for one episode. Mm -hmm. You know. 
Yeah. And he's just good. Like when he shows up at the he's early in the movie, he's the guy that's gonna like drive the boat of the people. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, I I like that they did this. Like I, I don't like that they have this like bad Spanish mm-hmm. that's supposed to I don't know what that's supposed to oh, do for you. Oh I yeah, that was a little bit off putting. And I kept going. I kept wondering, am I supposed to be seeing some subtitles right now, or is it supposed to be? Yeah, I don't know yeah, what's going on right little, now. Something was fishy there. Nah, uh, fishy. fishy. All the it? bad, all the <laughs> yeah. bad shark and water puns in this movie. That's right. Just, he, by the way, that guy in uh, in a movie called Blind Justice. Oh no, it was a TV series. Oh no, no, wait, wait, wait. Huh? I'm sorry. This is Latin Dragon. He was cast as <laughs> Homeboy Gangbanger Number Two. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exactly what that's exactly what this guy looks like. Like yeah. I, you know, like typecasting. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> In uh, City Guys, he was menacing guy. In Melrose Place, he was an extra known as Thug Number Two. I I love I love that. I love that he played uh, he played some side character in Baywatch Nights in one episode, and I just like the idea that Baywatch Nights happens at night, so you can't really see the tattoos on his face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I can oh, see that. Here he is on some. He's on a Comic Con stage. He looks like the nicest feller. He's just like, oh, oh yeah, hey, Christos. So nice to know everybody. Yeah, Thanks yeah. for Fa- being here. Face and, tattoos uh... really kind of pigeonhole you into something that, <laughs> right. you know, they, you know, yeah, they they uh, they don't always uh, make a good first impression. No, a fair one anyway. Yeah, a fa- right. ah, there you go. The word is fair. Is what we were looking for. Ding That's ding ding. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh the Sigourney Weaver trope. I like this one. Mm-hmm. It's where you uh, get down to your undies to take out right. the monsters trying to get you. Oh my gosh, that right. made me so angry. This whole movie, we were being kind of respectful towards women, and it's yeah. like, oh, we got this, no big deal. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know what we need to do? Get the hottest actress in here to get naked. Yep. Yep. Right. She's she's wearing rubber shoes, rubber soled shoes. She didn't need to take off the wetsuit no. to electrocute the shark. Yeah. But she needed to, right? And but fry her poor spit. little zip disks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the zip disks. I saw those and went, this is so 99, I can taste it. In fact, I'd say it's a little late for zip disks in 99. It, it kind of was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she had Alzheimer's and she was still thinking to use those. Maybe that was the answer. I only need 100 megabytes of storage for my right? research. Also, the, cons- the, way- the, the, the disease, the brain disease of Alzheimer's kind of got short shrift in this movie. Because it, it, the kind of the mm-hmm. way it came off was... Oh well, don't get too earnest about solving Alzheimer's because sharks might get us. You know, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. it just felt a little right. empty. Yeah. Well, and there's a there's a trope in there, um, Scott. Oh, sorry, yeah. that was my cue. That's <laughs> <laughs> a cue, Mr. Johnson. All right, there you go. Uh, the whole point is to save the data, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we're trying to save the data, and so you're supposed to have a movie that goes through this long process of either saving the data or not, but instead. Halfway through the movie, the data gets destroyed. Oh well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What are we? What are we doing again? Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It happens every. It happens every time in these movies. Like I knew from the get go, they were gonna find you. It was like, oh, okay, they're gonna they're gonna have a breakthrough, and they found a way to do it somehow in real time. They can see a brain tissue come back to life, which is the dumbest. Dude, thing. dude, uh, that. Oh, let's let's just talk for a minute about the Alzheimer's patient brain matter that they keep alive in the lab to experiment on. Yeah. Hey, Where's gra- the patient? Oh, hey, he's fine. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Grandma, we got an idea for you. What? What did you? What do you need? I'm taking part of your brain. We're gonna keep it in a lab, and it'll stay alive. Oh, we're taking, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Right? We're taking part of your brain, but don't don't worry. You won't remember it. So <laughs> you won't miss it so at all, good. Grandma. What's this? On, what's this place on my head? <laughs> Nothing, Grandma. Nothing. Yeah. What's this hole here? Explain that to me, young man. I, just, I, I just I want to go back to the whole. 
we had to keep telling grandma the grandpa the worst thing that was and such a why move. Yeah. i hated just, her for that i yeah. really did killing me yeah. that, like no you and don't then, like, and then no. she played she the, went victim. To the store yeah and then, and then she played the victim oh you know how hard it was for me to tell my poor father every time that she was dead then stop doing it full right. stop doing exactly. it yeah oh we're back to the back to the save the data thing i'll tell you my favorite uh save the data save the the cure to whatever star trek medicine. Star Trek and Nemesis. Oh no, sorry. No, Me- Medicine Man. No, I was making a data joke. That? that was a bad one. I got the data. Medicine Man. Yeah, where he says, "You ever lose your car keys? Right. <laughs> you ever have the cure to cancer and you've lost it?" I love that movie. It's great. I love that movie. I wish we could do that on film sack. Medicine yeah. Man. Great. Yeah. Uh, great what's Sean her name? Uh, um, she's good in it. I can't think of her name though. Oh, Lorraine Bracco, right? Right, you right. See the lady? Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he's listen, I'm on this place because I lost the keys to your car. You lost your car keys. That's <laughs> uh, great. It's a great movie. Great movie. Right. We should see it. I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if this it's a, is... what's a go ahead. Movie. It's probably not a great movie. It's not, not a good said, movie. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. It's not a good movie. Hey, uh, how uh, is this a trope? You have to tell me if it's a trope or not. Uh, mall kiosk maps. Okay. Uh, is, is that a thing in submarine places? Sure. Oh, my is God. It, you have okay. You have people who've been working on this thing, and one of them, no, like I guess, was responsible for building it because he knows all the code to right. to how it works. And you're like, wait, a, guys, let's stop and look at a crude drawing on the wall. Let's look at the mall thing. kiosk map. Look, it says we are here, and we want to be here. Yeah, this would be like this would be like <laughs> if if a person who had worked at the mall every day of their lives <laughs> was talking to a person who built the mall and they decided to go look at the map. I loved right. it. It was fun for me. Yeah. I enjoyed it. They did it not once, not twice, three times. So we need to take a left at the Claire's boutique and then we can get off this, uh, <laughs> the station. Oh, right by the orange Julius. There's an exit. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm. Very nice. By the way, if I'm ever being eaten by a shark, I hope I'm wearing a big fat crucifix. Cause I want to stab it in the eye. Right. Oh, yeah. did- Okay, mm-hmm. so this is that was the point for me. I have a little bit of eye yeah, gouge phobia. Mm. Oh, and I was, who doesn't I was, though? Really? I, was, I mean, right? Mm. I was curious if is, did we get to the gross out part? No, where let's gross get got to, out? that. Did not gross oh, me yeah. out because it just seemed fake. But I do have a gross out part. If you want to hear it, you want to yeah, hear it. Yeah, you want to know see, what it hold is? On, let me see if we got a guess here. Guess? Yeah, see if you got a guess because it's, it's, uh, it's touching the uh, feeding the bird by hand and then <laughs> touching the other food you're making for everybody else. Um. It occurred to me, yes, that that is a bad thing to do, yes. But it's not the one that got me the most. Because in my mind, it was like, well, no one else has eaten but him and the freaking bird, so sure. I didn't worry about well, just, it. Well, I mean, even just having a bird in a kitchen, I think, feels a little unsanitary. Yeah. How, no, about, how about the ocean spray versus the pee that the doctor pee in the wind? Oh. Is that us? He's standing over there peeing right upwind. What the hell? Yeah. You and, could see the wind blowing the urine. Yeah. Uh, and the way they treated it was like, oh, yeah, that guy, he's a hoot. And then they just kept moving. <laughs> and I know what they were trying to do there. It's like, oh, eccentric doctor guy. They didn't really play that through very well, though. Like, they didn't really right. flesh that character out. But, um, yeah, you nailed it. It's peeing in the wind. Don't do that. Don't really? Pee. It's disgusting. It's oh, all over oh, your oh. legs. Now, the second place right. for me, though... Is is the uh, dissected head missing shark brain uh, creature yes, thing? Yes. I don't like that. That freaks me out. Uh, I don't like exposed organs. Well, okay, I was wondering about that because it looked like it was a. I thought it was a plastic model, and she was just practicing on it. But did it have a real shark brain in there that she could practice with? That, is that the deal? The, 
the shark brain looked a lot more real than the outside, it, didn't it? So it I don't did, know yeah. Because yeah. well, it was definitely a model. Oh, I thought it was a. I thought it was. I mean, it may have looked bad, but I thought it was meant to be an actual shark cut into. No, the the body itself was definitely a model because, like, when you know the cut open part, you could. It was obvious mm-hmm. that it wasn't meat. It wasn't you know meat. Um, shark wasn't meat. meat. Yeah. But when she inserted the syringe into there, Tina and I are both looking like, okay, so they have a model that they just put shark brains into instead of just keeping the shark. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, I kill the shark. Give me the brain. Let me put the brain in here. Okay, now I'm going to practice on the brain. But why did I have to be in a full body then, though? Like, why couldn't it have just yeah, been a brain in a really bowl? Because it wouldn't like, play as well later on when she thought been it was in a beaker. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, just right. the shark's head. <laughs> no, I agree. For the scene later, uh, Dunaway, to work where the where it creeped up on yeah. her, it wouldn't have right. worked otherwise. But it's that's a dumb design. Actually, a lot of that whole facility was a stupid design. Like, what yeah. the hell was that place? Good lord. Yeah, did it, it need it to be floating Alcatraz. all long? Yeah, all right. It didn't need Darn. any of long it. Passageways. It, it no. didn't need any of that stuff. All it needed, you don't need. Uh, right. I've seen it. Was it, it was definitely a plot. I mean, because Again, I, yeah, yes, it was yeah, all sure. plot driven. We need twenty-four big rooms, all separated by really long tunnels and passageways. Yeah, because <laughs> how how else do you put? humans and sharks in the same environment constantly <laughs> that's the only way you can do it right so they did they put them in a big right. shark habit trail yeah kind of thing. right yeah. yeah oh i also don't but like it was- movies it's a trope also but this is as far as gross things go i do i and it happens in every i swear every movie does this but i cannot stand movies where people cut their own hand to uh, attract something i always hate it. with the most T- tetanus Serrated. looking yeah yeah, yeah. and <laughs> on your palm your palm you need your palm you need to use right. it to do things grab things hold things you know she doesn't need hers for much longer no but <laughs> but you know like that's the word if you're gonna cut so where yourself do you do I, where do you cut okay you, so my leg or something anything yeah in her situation she should have cut the side of her calf that would have been like the the least like painful necessary thing that you're going to immediately have to call into play yeah, but are you going to have a problem running later if the shark probably once you get out of the water you don't have to run very far i mean that's a shark, true yeah, just, yeah. Like, just and if you don't understand why if you have to cut your hand cut the back of your hand mm-hmm. come right. on or tear a toenail off or i know that sounds bad but you know Ooh, something yeah. else Oof, scott something else cut, cut the back of your oh, arm like for the give you the, the flu shot right <laughs> I've torn a toenail off, not on purpose, but um, it's not a good feeling. It's not a right, happy that, that's day. That's right under eye gouging for me right there. It's the, <laughs> the removal of a toenail by force. Have you ever had one torn off like like you've snagged it on something or whatever? Have you ever done uh, that? Because it's I've bad. Had it sur- I've had it surgically done. Pinky, pinky toe, yeah. yeah. Oh. I did it with my big toe when I was a kid, and it was horrible. Oh. It was horrible. Oh, big toe, why have you betrayed me? Yeah, and there's... Gross to Brian out the most this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. It's all back now. I'm looking at it now. It looks fine. Check him out. He's all good. I'll send Sweet. photos to everybody on the Twitter account. You guys oh, thanks, man. Phone. Appreciate that yeah. block. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you you just killed one of my one of my most uh, least favorite tropes in the uh-huh. movie. So uh, I'll give you another one. Right. Um, the thing right out of the gate, we get the first person perspective from mm. the first person of the shark. Yeah. Right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's always Come fish-eyed, on. too. Like, literally fish-eyed in this game. <laughs> literally fish-eyed, yes. Yeah. I, I don't like that either. I don't like that either. I don't either. know why that had... I don't know why it just put me in a bad mood. Like, no. <laughs> shark Eye... I'm like, shark eye... this movie. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying Shark Eye Vision is just not... I don't know. It's just not good film. But they do it with every... It's just Monster of the Week. Like, 
Alien does it. I, every movie with yeah. a creature that wants to get you has some weird vision, and yeah. I don't, I don't like it either. Even the fly didn't Jeff Goldblum have like that weird multivision eyeball thing going on? Or am I making that up? I might be making that up. I can't remember. Did we see the fly? We saw the fly, didn't we? Yeah, we did see. We, we saw, saw it. I think, yeah, I think we had. I think we had vision from his perspective, and it was bad. We saw so, two flies. Oh, no, we saw the old. Yeah, we saw the original. Yeah. We saw the original. Yeah. Yeah, that's Help right. Me. We never <laughs> saw the sequel. We should. Should we? I thought we watched two. Fly two. Did we watch Fly one? No, we watched. Oh, we fly did one. with Eric Stoles. Yes, we did watch Fly two. We, we did the original, the remake, and the sequel. Oh, interesting. I don't or remember did we see the remake. I didn't think we saw the remake. Did we? I thought we, we did. We... It was the remake with uh, Eric Stoles. Or no, I'm sorry, we saw the remake because we watched. I want to say we watched those back to back on. Uh, did we really? Really? Back to back flies. Hold on. <laughs> no, it wasn't back to back. We definitely. Oh, who cares? I can tell you. Sure. I can tell you right now. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to find it because it's going to drive me crazy. Then Randy just finally gave up and said, who cares? All right. Here's what we've got. We did film sack. 28 was the one about the fly, which was okay. So that was Jeff Goldblum, original fly, fly, fly one, Jeff Goldblum. Then we did film sack 15 or long before that. Some film sack 15 was the one about the original fly with, uh, help me that one. Mm -hmm. And then that's it. That's all. Oh, we, we never saw the fly too. Nope. With Eric Stoles. Nope. Interesting. It's I, your kids, uh, Brundle <laughs> fly. <laughs> What's great it's about you saying that. that is he was the original Marty McFly, and his name is McFly. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Yes. So everything about that was great that you just did, and we can end this show now. We can just stop now and call it a show because that was incredible. <laughs> all the references in one line. Um. All right. Uh, got anyone got anything else? Uh, what, oh, I, I, last, we're, last, we weren't supposed we weren't supposed to laugh. We weren't supposed to laugh when they got shot in the leg, were we? When uh, Thomas Jane got hit in the leg, but I laughed. We really were so we, I, I laughed because I was like, yeah, yeah, I laughed real hard. How did he get out of that again? How did he? Uh, they pulled it he, when he was getting pulled through the grate. Somehow or another, his leg got loose, which made absolutely zero sense to me because that's not how that works at all. No, but also, yeah, how did the dynamite stay if that was? In yeah. The, I, I, I gave up. Yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty was done. that was pretty dumb at that yeah. point. Okay, sorry, Randy, you were you were about to. Well, we're still on tropes. Oh, we got another tropes. one. Dude. Hold on, trope train coming through. Uh, so we named the movie Deep Blue Sea, which calls to mind the the uh non non place to be between the devil and the deep blue sea, mm-hmm. and then we have a character actually say Deep Blue Sea. All we're missing now is for LL Cool J to sing a song that includes yeah, the title of the movie, the movie, and he can't. He lets us down. Mm. He has the worst song at the end. Here, I'll give. Here, here's a taste of it. Hold song. on. Uh, let I me play it. Let me play it. Up, Deep Blue Sea. Let me nope. let me play it. So he, the, the he home... said Deep Blue Sea in his nope. in his in his lyrics. Did he? he did it once. Yeah, he did at one point. Well, hold he on. I'm gonna deepest, I'm... bluest. Ah. My gotcha. something is like a shark's fin. It sounds like hat or hand or head. It sounds like we hat. Don't know. It sounds like hat. I'm going to play a little he- bit of it. You guys tell me what you think. So deepest blue, my, my hat is, is like, like a shark's, shark's fin. My hat. My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> my hat. <laughs> why would it Why wouldn't it be? I don't understand. Like, I guess your hat. I don't know. Wait, no, you used to wear those. You used no, to wear he's those. Not uh, saying hat, yeah, he's saying hand. I'm pretty sure he's saying hat because he wears that. He wears that 
Yeah, it hold is. On. I'm telling you. Hold on. I'm look, look, it up. look it up. So, Brian, if you're going to look it up and you're going to find out that it's hat on the internet, you're going to find out that people have written hat into all the lyrics. Yeah, no, no. Right? We can find the real ones, though. Like yeah. uh, rap but, lyrics, LL Cool J. Here we go. Uh, my hat is like a shark spin. My head is like a shark spin. Oh, my head. So, my head is like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there it you is. Know, I'll take that back. They say okay, my so, hat, so uh, Genius Lyrics <laughs> says, my hat is like a man-made terror, hungry video? jaws of death. Y'all don't cross my depths, I'll pause your breaths. I'll yeah. cause you to sink down 40,000 leagues, bleeding to death with no arms and short sleeves. <laughs> if you, and if you watch the video, you'll see his hat that he's talking about. I, okay, again, he never says he never says Deep Blue Sea, but he does say Deepest, deepest Bluest, bluest yeah. which is just, I, what, LL Cool J is is fine i just feel like he's made some mistakes <laughs> he's fine he, he's got some things to answer for in his career is what i'm saying yeah no i mean look he's Whatever. from that era of the big stupid gilligan hat rap period right I'm bad kango hats what are you talking yeah. about talking bad about listen i know that they're cool they're cool in an ironic dumb way but come on that was a bad era for rap it wasn't no, good i grew up in ll cool j and it, it is all is Oh man, I'm bad and all that. Oh man, come on! What was that song he did on that same album where it was like a ballad and nobody had really done rap ballads? Oh yeah, before. he was I need that love. too. Uh, oh, I need love. Oh my that gosh, the, that's so shitty. That was the beat side. That was awesome. We talking about? Yeah. He's a better actor than he was a rapper. I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, totally. No, yeah. no. he was not. I want to go by my side. <laughs> oh shit it's so bad you're making it hurt it actually hurts to say it it's really bad it's I not good up lyrics but it, yeah i mean there are I other rappers most, yeah. there are other everything, rappers like everything says uh a hat is like a shark fin yeah i and can't find that watch, watch the video which makes no sense he because a hat that looks like, like a shark like, fin Again, I, I feel like I was I was younger. I'm not going to say I was a kid when I saw this movie. I remember where, the movie theater I went to see it in in 1999, and I just remember hearing the song and thinking, "My hand is like a shark's fin because like I'm going to karate chop you, right?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's this powerful, mm-hmm. sharp thing. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me if I'm going to karate chop you that my hand that's is like a shark's fin. That's something a white guy would think. But yes, <laughs> yes, very much. I'm watching the video. He's just got one of those uh, black, uh, like do rag things on his hand. Like, it's like a and black in color. People and keeps, relax. And, keeps, and every time he says it, he rubs it, the top of his head. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so but it's not. I was really hoping it would be like a beanie with a shark fin on the top. Well, he don't want to be. Tell us about tell us about music videos, Grandpa. He <laughs> <laughs> still do music videos. It's just on Vivo on YouTube now. It's hey. the whole thing. Yeah, I'm looking hey. at it now. Yeah, no, videos are a, a freaking huge this deal like, on Vivo. And this is like uh, three quarters of the video, even more than that, is is footage from the movie. He doesn't use a yeah. lot of, oh, and he's doing, he's got those things in his eyes, those contact lenses that make him all black like that dude from yes. Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks for that memory. I freaking hate Limp Biscuit. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just oh. chocolate starfish. It's talking about a butthole. Come on, you know that. <laughs> Team, Come gibbet. On. Team gibbet. <laughs> there is nothing. Okay, whatever. I I like that Limp Biscuit existed, but I don't. You know, my shorts will never be that low ever. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that was all great. 
Let's do like shark fin. Let's do uh, some clips. My I have, pants are like a shark fin. Yeah, <laughs> see, see, it's got to be. Hand, I make toes like a shark fin. My socks are like shark fin. Why would you? Much why would you? Is a shark fin. Who sings about their hat anyway? Nobody. Why would anyone He's, sing about their hat? He sings a lot about his hats. If you go back and listen to his his. <laughs> collection of music you'll understand he's obsessed with hats yeah really yeah he this loves is how, hats this is how i know yeah no he I, i'm with i'm with dunaway on that he was way into those hats the hat my thing was, was like a shark fin yeah if he could <laughs> if my toque is like a shark fin my <laughs> hood like my hood is like a shark fin. if he like, could what? listen if he is like a shark if fin. that guy could he would uh he would have pulled the hat all the way down and put eye holes in it like that character on fat albert that's how much he liked those dumb hats. He was hey, so hey, into hey. that. And I'll tell you, like that era was the Run DMC era and everybody else. They so were do all... you reckon Fat Albert was like uh, Ruthie and Girls in that show? Do you think that was? No, but I think that Bill Cosby, who created it, was Ruthie and Girls while he made Fat Albert. <laughs> That's what I think was going on. I think he was making Fat Albert, and he was going, and then he would go out that weekend, and he would Ruthie a girl. Hey, 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 drink this. Yeah. <laughs> Can can we think of can we think of someone Sorry. Can what? we think of someone that where it would be more of a shock to find out that they're a sexual predator like I I have been I've been thinking about this like this guy made family television. He was the head of the family of family television. Right. Right? Right. Between Fat Albert and and the Cosby show, right? Like mm-hmm. Yeah. His whole we, his whole we, reason to, to be, be somebody, yeah. it would have but to be somebody super family super you know yeah uh, I mean Mister we all like that guy on Seventh Heaven oh yes oh my gosh <laughs> but didn't we, didn't we always wait around for uh, Mister Rogers to 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 find out he was the just other like, shoe to drop <laughs> yeah we all waited it was like oh nobody can wear that little no sweater yeah. and be that nice and visit the meow 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 town and meow meow meow, meow. no. He's doing some drugs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. He's got a skeleton in his, in his closet right next to his cardigan. But, but Mr. Mr. Rogers made it out safe. He did. Yeah, totally I, did. It's totally. so great. Yeah, no, dude, I love him. He's the best. Yeah. He was he I was the can't. real deal. There are a few people. There are a few people who are the real deal, and they live and they mm-hmm. die and they go out the way they came in, and they were yeah. always great. But then once in a while, most of the time, there's something you shitty going on. Live long enough. Like all this recent, same. all this recent Joss Whedon stuff is just under my skin. I, Louis C.K. stuff is under my skin. Like, right. I'm but tired of all these geniuses. Were, at, at least, at least they were making a, a entertainment for adults. They were known for R-rated stuff. Like, Cosby was Cosby was the guy who went after other entertainers when they used what he deemed foul language. Like, he was he, that. Yeah, yeah, no, he and he was doing it right up to the moment before all of this, uh, like the Burris thing happened and all that. Like he was on John Stewart right, right around the time, right before John Stewart retired from the Daily Show. He was on John Stewart, chewing John Stewart out for swearing. Mm-hmm. And right, I'm just, right. and I remember thinking, even then, I was thinking, come on, just not, you know, this isn't your comedy, so what? Who, who cares? So you can go. So- we got Noah. What? Twenty cubits. Okay. <laughs> right. But now you're right. right. Like yeah. it is the most disappointing damn thing in the history of. Disappointing I'm just. Things. I'm trying to think of a bigger gap between the you know the facade and the reality that could. That's be. about it. That's just about it, man. You know? I don't. I don't think anything that destroyed our childhoods is is kids of the '80s more than 
than that happening. Nothing was purer than mm-hmm. than that show. And yeah. it's it's surprising to me that they that, that the show's still in syndication. I mean, I think you can still watch this on the Hallmark Channel, can't you? Which one, Cosby? The show? Cosby Show. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. it's still around. Somebody somewhere dumped it, but it was in a bunch of places already. So I'm sure you can still get it. But the thing is, it's just it's so sullied now. Like yeah. I had those albums memorized. I remember thinking, yeah. man. What a great example even, of like in yeah. in such a white driven comedy world in the fifties and sixties to be you know to see what he was able to carve out for himself and then you know and then have it all just kind of shit away because you're a freaking rapist turd bag. How did this turn from the deep deepest bluest to <laughs> I just I, the saddest? I the saddest bluest. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bummer because we. It, it's it's good and and it's a reality check in a sense to, to not you know to pick your pick your heroes carefully yeah, yeah because sure. they often just, let you down or, or just don't like don't ever know your heroes because yeah like like at least LL Cool J in being a weirdo and singing <laughs> I need love because he seriously he did some weird things in the nineties guys I'm just saying at least in that he's being honest uh, he needs love that's yeah. honest yeah, that's yeah. all he wants yeah. i mean he he for. just wants her bikini to be small hills tall you know and he just wants to <laughs> head back to cali i mean man you really are and his mother would prefer that you know that he knock you out yeah yeah mm. so i mean mama said knock oh, you up yeah. is what he said knock so, you up. Right. oh wow, wow. speaking of old stuff that, uh, said, that I can't, <laughs> speaking of old stuff that i can't reconcile reconcile in my head there was a, a moment when he was taking those flares and he was turning them into uh, dynamite. And I was thinking, ha, that's, I wrote my notes, ha, that's oh, so A-team. And I'm like, will the kids know what I'm talking about when I say A-team? Is there a more recent reference well, that, okay. is, that but, defines but before, the A-team? Before we answer Type that team? question, yes. did, we, did we all think A-team or did we all think MacGyver? Because I'm on the I fence could, here. I was too because it was mm. almost A-team-ish. It wasn't it – wasn't, uh, it wasn't resourceful enough to be MacGyver because right. MacGyver would have made two, it with right. You, two items is a team. Three or more items is MacGyver. Right, right. Mm. So and if, if you, you use if you had two a, objects to com- if you only use two objects to combine something to is save that the, the rule? Day, then it's just if A-team. you had yeah. if you had a blessed yeah. out some uh you know some some welding torches, it definitely right. would have been a team. We'll hold it together with a paper clip and right. um, that gum wrapper over there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that kind of happens. Like there, there's uh, several different sequences like that in this movie i realize you're you're focusing on the very end mm-hmm. right but I'm, I'm just saying like there's a lot of macgyvering in this movie but even that term like maybe that term doesn't mean anything anymore nobody nobody's gonna oh, get it who's gosh. who's doing it now who is it is it uh myth bustering what, what oh, is well, there's the, a macgyver show is it still on yeah, Did but no, no one watches that no Brian. i don't know I mean, things that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah i don't know i i agree that there was some macgyvering going on actually the whole damn yeah. thing felt macgyvery but uh, well, the minute the shit hit the fan, like the minute uh, Skarsgård loses an arm, right, it's all MacGyver from then the on. Fan. Yeah, as soon as the arm hits the fan, exactly. You know, like it does in movies. All right, busting in here real quick to talk about our friends at Casper. Oh, Casper, the online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. I sleep on a Casper mattress. Mmm, I sleep well on a Casper mattress. Casper's revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to you, the consumer. Breathable design helps you sleep cool, regulate your temperature throughout the night. They're obsessively engineered mattresses at a very fair price. They're made of supportive memory foam for a sleep surface that's just the right sink and just the right bounce. Oh. 
I'm thinking about it now. I just want to go take a nap in mine. <laughs> Casper's mattresses are made here in the USA. And uh, buying one is easy. Order online. Delivered straight to your door in a compact box. Free shipping and free returns. It's also available in the US, Canada, and now the UK. Risk-free. Free. 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 Free is an important word. Risk-free 100-day trial. I did that. You try it for 100 days. And if you don't like it, you send it back. And there's no questions asked. I kept mine because it's awesome. You can save an additional $50 toward a mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash filmsack and enter the promo code filmsack. Uh, do that today. It's a really, really good deal. That's casper.com slash filmsack and the promo code filmsack. Terms and conditions may apply. I loves me some Casper. Uh, all right, let's do some uh, clips here. I've got a number of them. There's not a ton because, honestly, the movie's not full of great dialogue or anything. But here's uh, the the plane boss. After, uh, there's something with the plane. I got plane boss. I don't remember what it says. Here it is. The plane boss, the plane. Oh, no, it's freaking. <laughs> I forgot. Samuel L. Oh, Jackson yeah. does a terrible yeah. Hervé Villachez Terrible or good enough? Come on now. <laughs> plane boss, the plane. Oh, it's bad. But why? Was he ad-libbing and they just kept it? Why? It's, it says in the trivia that he did ad-lib that, so it's funny you'd say that. And then he did, oh, walk to, they did walk away that he was too old. And that's what kind of made me think later on about the MacGyver thing. Because I was like, haha, MacGyver. And I'm like, wait a minute. We just approached this earlier. Yeah. Is anyone going to get that? No. No one's going to get it. Here's the uh, here's some acting. It's pretty bad. It's early on. Ugh, this is really bad. It's pretty scary stuff, huh? Yes. It is. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then wait and wait. And then you say, yes. It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> it is. Here's some more really bad acting. I'm sorry, I'm making Aquatica sound like some kind of mental hospital. No, no, not really. Well, <laughs> maybe a little. <laughs> the truth is, it is. Ugh, shit! But, you know, I was being annoyed by that dialogue, but I was also thinking, I've heard this so often in old horror movies, it's kind of, it's kind of effective. It kind of makes you feel like it is a true, casual conversation. That is nothing, nothing to think about here. We're just we're we're mood. We're just feeling around in mood. Mm. I guess I don't know. It's not. It's been handled better than that. And by the way, oh, the second, absolutely. and I mean the millisecond I saw that blonde lady, I went, mm-hmm. "You're gonna die in this movie." Yeah, you're. you're yeah, yeah, she exactly. was marked for death. Yeah. You were sharply. Yeah. yeah, it was. She may as well have had like a big, <laughs> some kind of reticule over her head that said, "Die soon." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only other person I saw in the movie where I felt like was marked for death from the very beginning as I saw him was Michael Rappaport. And it, and it was specifically because he was too knowledgeable. As soon as he starts talking, you're like, oh, they got to kill that character off. He knows too much. Mm-hmm. Caltech. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, here's uh, the bird and the rapper is how I wrote this. You got a big fat butt. You know what, bird? You were trying my last nerve. Don't make me drown your feathery ass. All right, it just didn't sound like a bird. No, especially when you when you hear it without even seeing the visual of the parrot. That sounds horrible. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. It sounds like a little kid. Like, uh, no, it sounds like the uh, the woman who tries to get Carol Ann to walk towards the light and poltergeist. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big fat butt. It totally it does. does. Like her yeah. Zelda Rubenstein or whatever. You got a is. fat butt. God, I loved her. Carol Ann. Wasn't she in that? Wasn't she, she in, was that in Teen Witch? Movie? Teen yeah, Witch. Teen yeah. Witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she was great in Teen Witch. She's mm-hmm. dead now. Yeah, I don't remember. She is. Yeah, okay. she was dead then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! 
I'm telling you, I don't know if I've laughed. I've had some laughing fits on on uh, film sack before, but I'm not sure I've laughed as hard as I have at Dunaway's freaking uh, f- 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 fat Albert saying, take this roofie. I, gosh, dang it, that was funny. Anyway, uh, here's a bad joke from Rappaport. Is it Rappaport or Rappaport, right? Rappaport. <laughs> yeah, who I like quite a bit. His Justified season was amazing. I love that guy. Rappaport the Rappaport. I think, that, I think he's super interesting. Anyway, here's that. Yeah. Did someone order the fish? Did someone order the fish? Get it? <laughs> he's, uh, boy, you, uh, he's on that um, uh, sports talk show. He fills in every once in a while for the oh, main yeah. guy on ESPN. And he's also regularly like friends call in doing stuff with the Howard Stern show. And so we hear him every once in a while. Dude is, dude is, seems like he's got some anger issues. Oh yeah. yeah. A lot he's of the hyped. stuff, stuff he's... that they play from him is very angry. Yeah. Michael Rappaport. He is hyped up for sure. On especially yeah. sports stuff. He gets way, way into it. Sometimes he's a guest he totally on that uh, podcast that... that Bill Burr does. And he's just is like that, that the role he plays though, because he's played that role a lot in uh, like my name is yep. Earl. And even on, friends he played it a little bit with as a phoebe's boyfriend and uh, yeah maybe. Is, he, is he leaning into that role or is he that really he might be leaning into that role i think it might actually be him because right some of the things they play like voice messages that he leaves for uh uh for gary uh just don't come across as something he's doing as kind of a joke it's like okay he's really really angry about stuff and yeah. yeah, he seemed like he could be a really angry person doesn't he yeah, take it just, easy michael Rappaport. yeah i can't think of an example of someone who their shtick is anger, but they're really actually quite. Oh, calm. are you kidding Lewis me? Black. Oh, yeah, Lewis Black. Uh, also, um, oh my god! Oh, gosh. you know, behind ben, closed doors, Lewis Black ben, is just Ben Stiller makes me think that he is just—he does the best angry. Nobody does angry oh, like yeah. Ben Stiller for me. Mm. Well, mean, you always yeah. wonder though—is there so if you took them out of that I mean, just scenario, walking around the grocery stores out of yeah. crest toothpaste. Yeah, like I think he, he, I think he has moments. I think he has moments where he flips his lid, and that's what he usually plays. A calm guy for the most part, but every once in a while just flips his lid. His yeah. dad does the same kind of stick, yeah. right? Yeah, and I and he seems like he really could be like that in real life. So yeah. I it's, think there's a little bit of honesty. It's there. possible, but then you see guys like you know. I never trust the ones that are too calm. Like when I see Johnny Depp, he's always calm, right? But he's a mm-hmm. it turns out a total a hole and a wife beater. And man, he's and he's moved. He moved to Myrtle Beach. Oh, he did, did he? Which is which is like. Like you just ride up the road for me. What, what, can you go to get a sighting and say, "Hey, I loved you in the the, the deal you're in," and he'll go. The deal you're you. in. He's like, "Bugger off!" And I'm like, "Your contraband okay. dogs are welcome here." Yeah. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. That was pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, that was good. Tell him no more pirate movies. They're all shit. Oh come on! Except the first one. First one's good. The rest of them are terrible, dude. They're quantifiably bad. You didn't, bad you didn't at those like movies. the most recent one? No, they're all bad. I didn't see the most recent one. Well, I didn't either, if I'm honest. But I saw. I, I've <laughs> seen. I've seen bad. all the rest. I saw all the rest, and they were all. T- they were all bad. First one, fun. They were all, exciting. They were all new. The same. No, they, they were all, all the boring and, and and too long. The new. The other just ones. Like, just like just like the first one. Oh, oh first one's good though. First one's fun. First one has a plot. It's actually paced well. The rest of them are garbage poo. Garbage anyway. poo. Well, and also the first one. <laughs> Where'd you get the this first poo one, from? <laughs> the garbage. <laughs> Somebody threw the it first, out. Perfectly the first good pirates. <laughs> that that first pirates movie depends on you having not seen pirates movies. Yeah. And right. Johnny Depp's performance is a wonder because you've never seen anything quite like it. Yeah. Right. And so once that bubble is burst, they all suck. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Yeah. You're right. I really like Jeffrey Rush, though. I so. think it World's End was 
was okay. I that was that the one where he wakes up dead out and then like the uh, salty sea and multi and multi Johnnies. Yeah, that made me want to fart blood hard. <laughs> That's a bad movie, dude. And it's like throw th- it, and throw it in the garbage. It's three and a half hours long. It's a bad movie. It's not good. Uh, here's uh, Odd Sharks, whatever that is. Is that a goddamn shark broke through that door? I expect so. You expect so? <laughs> well, well, well. Am I the only asshole down here who thinks that a tad bit odd? It's a <laughs> little, little rough for a CEO of a giant tad pharmaceutical company. Yeah, I'm down with it though. Uh, but we do. Just, we just we are. Himself. Yeah. We are hearing. We're hearing him from Pulp Fiction there, and. I think it, it, I don't know. He's not directed right, mm. in my opinion. This is only I'm, four, what's weird is this is only four or five years after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I seriously, like, if you play that clip again and imagine him saying, you know, oh, would you call him a bitch? Or, <laughs> you know, something like that. What do they call sharks in France? Yeah. 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 A deluxe Fins. shark. Like a silver. Kinda, Get it? <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I actually, I actually felt like it, un- except for his speech. His speech was great, but I felt like the rest of it, he was not the right person for the role. My favorite thing to, yeah, it, it felt a little forced. My favorite thing about, uh, oh, he was originally, by the way, uh, up for the role of the chef, of the cook. He was going to be LL Cool J. Yeah, yeah, and he, he said he didn't want to do it, so they moved him around. Yeah. Um, here's, what's this? I don't know what this is. You don't see what we've done here. No, what you've done is taken God's oldest killing machine and given it will and desire. What you've done is knock us all the way to the bottom of the goddamn food chain. Not a great leap forward in my book. Yeah, there's your mo- there's your big moment of mm-hmm. you shouldn't have messed mm-hmm. with nature. Life yeah, finds right. a way, you know all that. It's crap. All right, Sam Jackson's speech. <laughs> Imagine him getting eaten right after this. Okay, so that's what you got here. Here you go. Now you've seen how bad things can get, and how quick they can get that way. Well, they can get a whole lot worse. So we're not going to fight anymore. We're going to pull together, and we're going to find a way to get out of here. It may as well be like an Avengers speech. <laughs> I, know, it totally is. I do like that. That uh, once you've seen the film, you're like you you know it's coming, and you're waiting with every line. The louder yeah. he gets, yeah. like yeah. oh, this is the line. This is, no, okay, all right, it's this next one. All right, yep. this is when it happens. Yep, and he slowly starts to circle around the hole and. Right, closer and closer. But again, it yeah. sounded like you could have slipped in some words there for him to say, like. You know, beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the <laughs> and tyranny will, of evil men. And I will <laughs> smite <Yeah>. my brother. <laughs> I love it, though. He should always be that. He I, should will, do that. I yeah. will strike down upon the furious <laughs> anger. Yeah. Right, uh, anybody see my wallet? There's bad <laughs> on it. Oh, my gosh. All right. Next up. Here's what is, I wrote. What is he talking about? Where would a girl keep her? Mm, thing. Hey, what's the matter with you? What's her thing? So they're looking for batteries, Scott. They need batteries to power the MacGyver device they're making. Oh, okay. Now, okay. I don't know. I I did not understand. It's a rated R movie. It could have just said, hey, where's her deal? You know, whatever. Call whatever you need. Is that the word you're looking for? Yeah, but why does he have to say thing? Couldn't you have just said the word? That's annoying. It's the same reason that you, uh, during TMS, go, vagina. (laughs) Because he was in in mixed company. He had the preacher there. He had the lady. I mean, he was a mixed company. He was a smart guy. Right. He's, you know, he's. (laughs) I guess so. All right. Here's uh, 
Somebody needs to be unzipped. Would you zip me up, please? Oh, no, he needs to be zipped up. Sorry. Zip me up, please. Would you zip I me would... up, please? Nice that movie. was my favorite love story in this movie was between him and LL Cool J. Their, their love ran deep. Yeah, it did. It did run deep. Yeah. He needs love. Yeah. That's why. Here is, uh, say, uh, oh, they said the name of the movie. Here you go. About freedom. About the deep blue sea. Oh. Yeah, like the very end. Yeah, Ooh. snuck it yeah. in. I get, I, so I get, the, I get the reference. I get the actually speaking it out loud. Now I just need it sung. <laughs> Sing. Freaking title. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bruckheimer ass music is what I wrote here. <laughs> that is so Bruckheimer. Yep. 100%. Every one of those movies, so, whether it's so, the uh, rock or whatever. No, that's, well. tr- that's Trevor Rabin. That is Armageddon music. If you've watched Armageddon 55 times like I have, that. That song is like leftovers from Armageddon. Yeah. It, but it all kinds of falls into the same. Well, Bruckheimer, but also right? Bruckheimer produced Armageddon, didn't he? He, he was a producer mm-hmm. on it, I think. So all his movies have these like, whether sure. whether whether they were tapping, you know, uh, Hans Zimmer or whoever, it was always that tenor, that, right, those kinds of chords. Like, that's just the way those movies sounded. And it, I kind of love it. Was, and there, was I even some, it. Sh- there was even a few shots that were kind of Bruckheimer kind yeah. of film kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Salted. sure. Well, it's of its era, man. That's just that yeah. time we were in. Uh, and then uh, the LL, take us out. Like All right, I'm not playing that shit again because that's terrible. <laughs> that's enough. Uh, you that's get enough the gist. It's really bad. <laughs> the film sack checklist presents itself with the following list. Needlessly complicated labyrinthian-like shark lab, check. Enough CGI sharks to make Sharknado happy? Check. <laughs> and shark crotch? Check. All right, dude. Uh, I just, I, I just want to, in case you missed it or you didn't watch the movie, I don't know why you didn't. A woman is literally eaten by the crotch. Yeah, she, by the from the, the crotch shark, up. Yep. Yeah, the the shark starts with her lady Bart's and works its way. <laughs> to kill her. Well, I mean, not in the. We don't get to see the end result, but yes. And and here's the here's the grody part in my opinion, grody. That's right. I said grody. That's good. Yeah, I wrote grody in, in the in yeah. the uh, in the in the original script. And you saw some of this earlier on when they kissed after the results were good. But her and Skarsgård were supposed to have been married, mm-hmm. and oh. they, that's why they kissed like they did. They didn't flesh all this out because the director thought it was too weird later on. And I think he was right to do this. But she was also supposedly pregnant. So, how oh. would it have been if you'd like had this shark eat a pregnant lady specifically from birth canal forward? There's something about right. that that is very distasteful. Yeah, Scott would have taken the DVD and thrown it out into the snow. Yeah, right? like okay. almost yeah, almost as if you were watching Seven or something like that. Twist, mm-hmm. Deep Blue Sea Two. Uh, we find out the sh- the the baby was a shark. Oh, the whole time. Oh the no, the baby oh. was a shark. Oh no, that's the reason why he couldn't kill her because uh, she had a shark baby in her belly. <laughs> So she's still alive somewhere is what you're saying. Right, right. right. He, he like uh, smuggled her back to his little secret lair yeah. and <laughs> let her let her her her, uh, her thighs have healed from the giant puncture wounds. <laughs> and she's now queen. She's well, queen I mean, of the deep and communicates with the sharks directly. I'm so, it, I'm very excited it, about the sequel. It's gonna be great. It is kind of a letdown that LL Cool J survives being eaten by a shark because it makes you feel like anyone could. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Because he really, I thought that was it. And this is my first viewing. So I thought he was out when, when it started whipping him around by his leg. I thought, you're not going to live. But mm-hmm. totally did. And they didn't, yeah. you know, the massive blood loss didn't seem to be such a problem while they were joking on the on the pier there. Well, because his hat is like a shark's fin, apparently that's uh, that prevents blood loss or something. <laughs> yeah. My... It just makes it easier for him to make sharp turns in the water. Yeah. Okay. Ah. Yeah, or shark turns. <laughs> oh, uh, what was that sound? That was cool. Star Trek stuff. Here are your connections. Uh, this movie had Ronnie Cox in it <laughs> Br- briefly for one hot minute. Yeah, yes. he was uh, sitting Cox. What was yeah. his name in those two episodes where Picard was off the ship? His name was Captain Jelly Kellios. Kellios. Yeah, and he was just sitting in the captain's seat, right? That's what he does. That's his whole job. His whole thing. And pissing off well, Riker. It, he didn't. Yeah, he pissed off everybody. He made the whole crew of the Enterprise mad. Yeah. By the end, they liked him okay. He was. Did, he wait, was. He, did he, he was, make Worf mad? No, uh, I, probably. Yeah. But he's the. He's the. Okay. He's Gene Hackman in. Uh, speaking of Crimson Tide, he's Gene Hackman in Crimson Tide. Everyone hates him. He's making all the wrong decisions. He's too forceful. Blah blah blah. They want to basically commit mutiny against him. And in the end, they have respect for him. It's like it's that same damn story. Yeah. Is what happens to Runny, yeah. Runny Cox is his name. Runny Cox. <laughs> uh, executive uh, producer Frank. Oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, okay, here we go. Um, Frank Welker was the parrot sounding voice. He provided Spock's screams in Star Trek 3 when he was re- being rebirthed. Um, parrot sounding voice. Even they won't own it. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, Sounded. Parrot somewhat parrot like. Yep. He was also a, cy- a cytoplasmic life form in Star Trek Voyager, the episode Nothing Human. And Avika Goldsman was a producer. She was executive producer on Star Trek Discovery, a show that comes out in like a week and a half, which I'm kind of excited oh, is about. is that close? <clears throat> yeah, pretty stoked. Well, wow. you say that close, but this thing's delayed like a year. So right, right. it's about damn time. Pretty excited mm-hmm. for, it, for it. It's uh, like waiting your whole life and then realizing Star Trek comes on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's right. And well, and the Orville comes out tomorrow. Or, or for people who are listening to this yesterday. Yeah, the reviews are not great. Or those in the no, I know. In, in I, know. I don't want. Yeah, yeah I'm bummed it'll, out. It'll, it'll figure out its legs. It'll, I've got hope. I've got hope. All right. It's uh, it's also like uh, Ray Yane mm. on your wedding day. How? Oh. <laughs> By the way, I forgot to mention how great Seth MacFarlane's cam. It's basically a cameo, but his role in uh, Logan Lucky is pretty great. If, mm-hmm. if you guys haven't yeah. seen that movie, he's it's a very odd turn for him, and you don't expect it or see it coming. Anyway, also. When name the last time a Seth uh, McFarlane live action thing was any good? Was it the first Ted so, movie? Oh, okay. Ted so was pretty darn good, right? Ted, Ted was good. Ted, Ted I don't know about good. a million ways to die in the West. Or okay, so a million ways to die in the West has a lot of good laughs. That's that's going to be my answer. It's a bad, bad movie, mm-hmm. but there are plenty of these like set piece comedy bits yeah, that are really very blazing funny. saddles, but. Yeah. Not with the understructure. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't seen it, but I've heard that too. And I really, really disliked. Um, oh shit! What was it called? Another one I saw. Uh, oh, Ted Two. Uh, it was bad. Ted, Ted two. two. It was a terrible. Ted Two sequel. bad. Ted One good. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying we should judge it based on that, but these reviews concern me. People seem to be very mm-hmm. underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, okay, it makes sense. Look, Galaxy Quest had a really good following. And I mean, they're just kind of beating, aren't they kind of beating the the other guys to the punch here? Just going, a hey, little look, bit. we're going to lampoon ourselves. But part of this could be, and I'm, what I'm hoping is that the reviewers just have the wrong idea, because it's billed as a comedy, but he has said in interviews, we're trying to make a more Star Trek show than a comedy show. Because he right. never, he wanted to make the next Star Trek, and no one would give it to him. He could never get the rights, and he loves it. And so, 
his idea was to carry Star Trek on and be a new executive producer of a brand new Star Trek show. Well, can't do that. So what do you do? You talk to the network into giving me a new show. You build it all as mostly comedy, but you sneak in Star Trek there, basically. Mm-hmm. If that's true, if that's true, maybe the reviewers just aren't getting that. Getting it? Yeah. And if they're not, well, then I'm all in. If 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 it's just bad, well, then what are you going to do? Tomorrow, we'll let us know. Yeah, we'll let you know tomorrow. I I just I can't ever not love Seth MacFarlane for moving mountains and spending all of his own money to get Cosmos a space time odyssey made. Yeah, mm. like, that was pretty great. That's just like he just right. uh, I don't know. He it, it makes up for all of the horrible things he's done. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I admire that stuff. Plus, he's like a really good singer. I love his crooner albums. They're oh, awesome. Such a crooner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that stuff. You feel like you're getting punked a little bit, but it's dead seriously good. <laughs> I know. You keep waiting for the first joke, but it's like, all right, this is dead on, you know. Yeah. Was it music is better than uh, words? Words. Music is better than words. And he has this great, one of the songs on there, it's a great duet with um, oh, Alicia Keys. Oh. oh Unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's crazy that he sings like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, talented man. Let's uh, let's give the soundtrack grade out. It's a B for Bruckheimer. That's what I'm giving it today. <laughs> um, let's what? move. Okay. What I know, it's a different dude. Whatever. It's all the same. It's that same. It's cut from the same cloth. That whole era. They all sound the same. I don't care who it is, what they're doing. They all sound the same. Uh, let's get to the Twitter post. This is where in 140 characters or less, you guys sum this damn thing up. Let's start with Randy. Deep blue sea. Better than Jaws? Sure. Why not? It's better than Jaws. Take that, internet commenters. Whoa, you're going to get some wow. heat on that one. I think some people actually agree with you. Yeah, some. Mm. <laughs> there's, Those there's people always have not some, seen Jaws. Yeah, there's always <laughs> someone There's always someone out there who will agree with you. Uh, uh, Rain, uh, Dunaway, your turn. Uh, 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 Scott, T-Blue C, <laughs> like watching a movie about sharks while Samuel Jackson is telling you the plot to Avalanche. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Shark. <laughs> Mako Shark. Nice. Every time they said Mako, I just thought of that actor who the a Japanese actor. Oh yeah, died. yeah. I see that too. Yeah, I love that yeah. guy. Uh, Samurai Jack. That guy. Okay. Anyway, uh, Brian Ibbett, you're next. Mm-hmm. Deep Blue Sea. This movie isn't just weak; it's Shark Week, except <laughs> for the one that could work the oven. Clever girl. <laughs> it's very nice. That was a good one. All right. Well, yeah, you've left me, off. but you've left me with no choice now to uh, other than to find Mike Link here. Hold on. Okay. Then to play this. It's the alternate titles. This was almost called Deep Blue Seep because this water was seeping all the time, you know? It was, <laughs> wow. and they weren't freaking out at all. Yeah. I'm like, freak out. Or, seriously, Samuel L. Jackson, hold on to your butts. Or a bonus one that we came up with uh, before the show that should have been the only one, and that is Jurassic Sharks. All right, there you go. Jurassic Shark. Uh, an email from Jeff Litchie came in. We do emails on the show, filmsack at gmail.com, and he says the following. Scott and crew, over the last six months, I've been listening to Filmsack daily as I crisscross the Carolinas for work. Right down there uh-huh. in your neck of the woods, Brian. Yes. The other day I was listening to the Lost Boys episode. I believe when you were discussing the con- uh, sorry constant rule changes and inconsistency of experiences in movies, you referenced what we do in the shadows, which I had never heard of until then. The next week it showed up as a recommended on my Amazon Prime account. I just finished watching it, and I have to say you guys hit it spot on. Funny, mm-hmm. irreverent, and downright delightful. Thanks for the recommendation. Keep on doing what you do, Jeff. Uh, 
yeah, if you've not seen what we do in the shadows, you're missing out because that is a awesome movie. That director is the director of this new Thor movie that everyone's uh, super stoked and hyped about. Ragnarok. Uh, he also, also did that Wilder People movie that was supposed to be so good last year, which I still oh, need yeah. to see. He's great. And, and this is how much I like it. In 2015, which is when What We Do in the Shadows came out, uh, this documentary, fake documentary about vampires and werewolves. Is it? Are, are we sure it's fake? Well, yes, we're sure. <laughs> is it a mockumentary? And it is very much mockumentary. It's fantastic, though. Like, I'd put it up I there really with the best. It's one of the funniest comedies in the last yeah, 10 years. Easily for me. Like, I loved it so much that in 2015, everyone always knows what my favorite movie of 2015 was. And since, really. Mad Max Fury Road. But easily second place, best movie in 2015 was that for me. I loved it. So, yeah, good recommendation there, Jeff. Randy, you were going to say something. You were going to. I just, for the people who haven't seen what we do in the shadows, I was just going to set them up to maybe wonder if the vampires are vampires. I don't Mm. know. Just never mind. It's over. If none of you know who Jermaine Clement is, I guess you're in good shape. But if you know who that is, you probably won't be fooled because he's in this. Mm. Uh, and he's also in the Chakiti Watiti or whatever his name is, the director. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to say his name right. He's in that movie. He plays one of the vampires, and he's great in it. Um, I just that sensibility and humor coming to Thor is super exciting. So, yeah. and not to mention, was it uh, Rise Ifans or Rise? Oh, Rise Davies. Band, band meetings. Yeah, Rise Davies. Reese Davies. Davies. That's right. Right. Yeah, he's fan, that guy's great. Davis. Oh my gosh, band meeting. No, he's great in that. Don't I told you not to buy your pants? It's a full mo- oh my gosh, he's so. And he's going to be the the subject of the sequel, I think. From what I hear, it's going to be focused on the uh, the werewolves. Yeah, which I'm all in on, and I don't even like werewolves, but highly anticipate that film. So what we've like learned werewolves? here. How do you not like werewolves? Is it like Dunaway's not liking horses? Uh, no, because I I can I don't uh, of all the monster mm. you know the big monster tropes the mm. vampire uh, Frankenstein type stuff. Uh, werewolves and zombies and fish people or not fish people but <laughs> swamp monsters <laughs> of all the big guys like that for me yeah. the least interesting is werewolves for i don't know why just not that interesting to me in terms of like in natural horror okay. movies now as right. the subject of a comedy fake documentary i'm all in because who cares I, but let's i'm going around the table of the month of these uh like humanoid monster types you are choosing that there will never be another TV show or movie that involves these ever again. We're past the, the peak, and it's your choice, never again. Uh, Brian Ibbett, what do you rule out forever? Ooh. Come on. Uh, I got one. I got one. Vampires. Got one. Vampires, really? Ooh, okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. I, I can see that. We've certainly used the crap out of them, but I'm going to go with Brian don't care about no bandage-wrapped mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I would say mummies mummies are the least likely, like the least prolific around in right. TV. And yeah, movies. but they just, just had, we just got a new out. mummy movie, though. Like, I feel yeah. like they're, they're well, mummies trying. are basically zombies with, ba- with bandages, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're ancient Egyptian zombies. Right. Exactly. I'm okay with the curse part, is the part where they walk around that bothers me mm. with their arms straight out. Yeah. yeah. Their little bandaged bodies, because it's like you're nothing but dust underneath there. How can you beat me? You might as well be a Chucky doll. There's a lot dust to explore. Magic. The Frankenstein thing, monster thing, is there's a lot to explore there still. So I feel like that's got legs and will forever. Ha ha. Um, or not legs. <laughs> or not legs. They'll walk on their hands. <laughs> but, but yeah, werewolves. I mean, all those things are all played out pretty good. 
I don't know. Zombies I'm not sick of yet, weirdly. I should well, be. I mean, I, I have hope for werewolves because we've seen werewolves make good comebacks. Like, uh, I mean, we've had weird stuff like Teen Wolf and uh, oh, what was the one that Jack Nicholson did? Wasn't that something? And oh, then there was. Yeah. What was that? Wasn't called? Wolf kind of a, a werewolf movie? I never watched it with Liam Neeson. No, that was not. That was him surviving in the woods against wolves. No. <laughs> that See? was it. <laughs> That would have been better. Yeah, no, that's a good movie. Actually, I, I, I watched right. that. It was good. I mean, it's very, it's very, it's basically um, taken in the. It's taken, but you're saving yourself from the wolves. right. Yeah, taken in the forest. That's what he does now. <laughs> that's all he does now. But no, I mean, like, what, name a good werewolf movie in the last. And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying there's decade. plenty of room for a good one. Right. So, right. so I, I, mean, I don't know what your... the underworld movies will probably be the the closest one. Yeah. Eh, the first one. The rest of those are bad. Rise of the Lichens or whatever. Yeah. yeah. First one of those movies is good. The rest are mm-hmm. garbage poo. It's my new thing to say is garbage poo. <laughs> garbage poo. Yeah. Uh, our next movie is going to be what? I forgot already. Can't Buy Me Love. love. Yeah, we're getting Can't Buy Me Love next week. It's a 1987 uh, rom-commy deal, sort of a... I don't mean communism. That was big in the eighties. Yeah, it's it's very it's nothing but communism. This movie it's about teenagers who turn themselves over to the USSR. Yeah, Romulan communists is what it is. <laughs> Romulists. Yeah, Romulists. Uh, Basically, in... it's about a teenager just trying to work his day job while also being infatuated with uh, a young cheerleader type, and of course she's out of his league. Yeah. But she's a neighbor, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's got to count for something, this right? This is Patrick Dempsey, right? He's, he's still considered yeah. like yeah. hot man. Everyone loves that guy. No, this, this was before he was This was, was way man. before he was hot. Yeah. I mean, he, he, yeah. he played the nerdy role. I think that was why he, why everybody was like, uh, oh my God, McDreamy. Because he was so not McDreamy when he was younger. Yeah. Him. And I never saw. Oh, you know, I just realized this is the weirdest thing to have pop into my head right when we're talking about Patrick Dempsey. 1999, the movie that we just watched, Deep Blue Sea, comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We started Film Sack in 2009. This wow. this movie was only 10 years old when yeah. we started Film Sack. Why is that well, so weird to me? We know how I am with time, Ibit. Like, now it's almost 20. It's almost able to drink. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Nick was no, Nick, my wife was pregnant with Nick when when this movie oh, came wow. out. Yeah, I don't want to think no. about it. You know, you know what makes me sad? What? That realized that Amanda Peterson died of an accidental drug overdose and had oh, I know. all kinds of. This is a love interest in this movie. Yeah. And she was a beautiful girl. She uh, was. Yeah, absolutely. Amanda. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Amanda Peterson? Yeah. Amanda Peterson. Why can't I picture. Yeah. Looks well, like she had a little trouble later on in life and then. I think uh, so. Yeah. You know, right. Passed away. Did she do anything else? Sad. This was the only thing I remember her in. Oh, she this was. Will uh, probably come up some... next week, but. Right. She played Owen Explorers. I loved her in Explorers. Oh. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. But why did I not know oh. about the death part? I didn't know about that. That's a bummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Hollywood treated her like shit, like they do every kid actor. It's probably what happened. Freaking yep. hate Holly- Hollywood. F you. But here's having fun on your movies every week. We right. <laughs> <laughs> Keep uh, making movies. Yeah. Keep doing it. All right. So anyway, that's next week. That's uh, Can't Buy Me Love. It's the John Hughes like film. Right. Right. That we'll be watching right here on FilmSock. FilmSock.com is our website. FilmSock? FilmSock.com. <laughs> I wear a FilmSock film shark blue deep blue sea shark head. <laughs> my sack uh, is a sock. <laughs> my sack is a sock. Yeah, it is. My sock is a sack. Either way. Oh. 
Voicemails, uh, or not voicemails, emails can come to us at filmsack at gmail.com. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at filmsack and uh, talk to us there and that sort of stuff's great. And leave us reviews wherever you get your podcast. That'd be lovely. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Well, he usually says a thing, but he didn't this time. Oh, yeah. My, my penis like a shark's tail. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Did someone order the fish? Mm. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.